0: Radio episode three one nine. That's gonna fall, mate. I think if you're, if you're happy with that. There? Well, mate, don't touch and I'm It par- won't fall. I'm a bit paranoid about that. Put it on the other side. Can not you do that? Put it on the other side, mate. <laughs> I don't know how Joe puts up with you. I really well, don't. That's why there's there's multiple arm rests uh, uh, you know one on that side, one on this side. Because you wouldn't dare want to share a chair. Well, no, no. Uh, well, well, it's just I just don't want it to fall. I'm just concerned that it might break or something. And you're recording this, are you? <laughs> Good. Lucky I didn't bring up. <laughs> what, lucky I didn't bring up the incident with the uh, the text message a moment ago. The do not disturb while yeah, driving. Yeah, do not disturb while driving, which is turned on while you're sitting here next to me. So well, that makes that makes you a fraud, mate. Safety fraud. in numbers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a do not disturb while podcasting feature, don't you reckon?
1: I might set that up
0: as an auto reply do do style it? text. So sorry, we're talking tech now. Okay. Get catch you later. Speaking of which. <laughs> Thank you for listening,
1: thank you for downloading episode 319. Two blokes talking tech, Trevor along with you from EFTM.com joining me and we are in the Tech Guide studio, uh, Stephen Fennec from techguide.com today. G'day mates. G'day
0: Trevor, good to see you here. Good rocked to see up. you, rocked, what are you going rocked, with Bob Carr on me? Rocked up in a, uh, In a, what are you driving now? Tesla, Tesla Model S. Yeah, not bad eh?
1: I'm doing some, It's it's uh, all the kids at school are learning about Power, and they're basically being t- taught to be lefties or greenies and stuff. Really? So I Does
0: just, that make me – I've got solar panels now on a back. Mate, does you're a make, massive lefty. Does that make me a massive lefty now too? I'm so getting, I, I'm getting the Model X. Actually. So
1: I've been, I've been doing some presentations at schools and Uh-oh. showing kids the Model, Model uh, S. You're
0: a great dad, eh? Good school dad.
1: I'm oh, doing it at other, schools, oh, not other just, schools, not just, as well. not just my, my oh, sons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good for you. Yeah, no, it's lovely to share share the knowledge, share the love absolutely. And yeah. just freak people out with a quarter of a million dollar car. Yeah, That's all. Very nice. By the way, most people think it's worth like 60 grand and then you, yeah. then you say higher, higher, yeah, higher. Yeah. Anyway, we have a lot to get through. Thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear. Two blokes talking tech. Well, Stephen, um, a couple of big ones this week. Um, firstly, yesterday's story, the Telecommunications Industry Ombudsman's Annual Report came out, um, and it's not a good look for anyone. Really? Now, How I know... Have all, they have been busy. a <laughs> oh, 158... 1,000 complaints in one year, right? Now, just average that out across the weekdays and you start to freak out about the number of calls they're getting. Now, as I said, it's not good for anyone. Now, we'll talk about the headlines and no doubt the NBN gets the headline, but NBN is 27,000 complaints of the 158,000. My example of why this is bad for everyone is Telstra. Now, Telstra have the most complaints, obviously, because they're the biggest company. So forget that for a minute. But just in terms of the graph of complaints, if you look at what things are being complained about. They break it into three categories, landline, mobile, and internet. Mm-hmm. And internet is, mm-hmm. is a big drama with all the telcos, but with Telstra, mobile complaints are up. With Optus, mobile complaints are up. With Vodafone, mobile complaints are up. Not as bad, to be honest, as mm-hmm. Telstra, but it's, it's customer service that people are complaining about. Yeah. And it's a huge issue because here's my biggest takeout from reading the report. 158,000 complaints, 90 Point eight percent of those complaints were resolved by the TIO escalating that complaint to a higher level customer service within the, t- within the same <laughs> bloody telco. <laughs> well, why couldn't they do that
0: then? Like this is the, I know we're talking about Telstra, we're talking about the MBN, and naturally these are the biggest providers, and naturally they got more customers, so of course they're going to attract a higher percentage number of complaints. Yeah. Percentage of complaints is a different story, but the the, the fact that they can, a customer can say, right, they go to the TIO, it bounces straight back to the telco, and it's resolved.
1: Yes. man I had a bloke ring me last night, um, a woman, sorry, ring me last night, because I had a NARC ring me last night telling me I shouldn't be referring people to the TIO, it costs money, da, da, da. da. Yeah. And then a woman rang and said, I had all these dramas with Optus, but day after day, all these dramas, and no, nothing was working. Landline had been kind of hacked, I guess, someone had yeah. taken a number. She rings the TIO, two hours later, someone from Optus rings and it's fixed. Well, mate that's why? just ridiculous why don't
0: they like the I know that's the lowest feeling in the world and I think you I remember there was a time I was having dramas with my Optus line and you tweeted me halfway through it and (laughs) the reaction that you the response you got reflected how I was feeling at the time. Mm, mm, Let's just mm. say there was um language.
1: It's like interrupting you on Twitter after a South loss is just as bad.
0: Exactly right. But it's there's a lot of frustrated people out there and I can't believe that companies don't realise that it's there's an easy fix out there. Yeah. The, why don't they take well, the TIO? If the TIO can say, well, "Okay, why don't you do this?" and then it's fixed. Like two Optus took them two hours to fix yep. it.
1: Yep. What the hell's going on? And and it's the same with us. I mean, you get a call on the radio. I get a call on the radio, and I ring. Oh yeah. The, ring on I, their behalf. I, I ring on their behalf and say, "Can and you start? escalate this? It gets fixed." Yeah. That needs to happen within the organisations. Yeah. Now, shout out to Virgin Mobile. Complaints down. The only one of all yeah. the telcos listed complaints down. Oh. Now they only list the top ten telcos, and they are ninety percent of all complaints. So that's yeah. probably enough to to make a judgment on that. But with regards to the NBN, couple of things: um, NBN complaints are up one hundred fifty nine percent. NBN activations are up two hundred twenty two percent, though. So you've got to take a you know a, an interesting view of this mathematically and say. The complaints are going to continue to go up. And frankly, the next year is going to be just about as, as the last because there's just as many people connecting this year as there were last year. But the NBN had to come out and they made a statement saying, look, we, we acknowledge the, the problems that people are having with activation. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge the problem people are having with, um, I guess, issue resolution. And they are working with the telcos on that. The fact that the NBN is saying, oh, we're going to spend money on marketing, it's stupid. The NBN shouldn't be spending any money. It should be the telcos yeah. that are fixing their but, end of the NBN deal. And the telcos should never be allowed to say on the phone, when someone rings up and says, oh, problem, blah, blah, blah they shouldn't say, oh, it's an NBN problem. They should never well, be allowed exactly to say that. Exactly right. That's what Because was, customers don't talk to the but, NBN.
0: But, but how many times have you heard, I've heard this so many times, where you get a, a, a reader or a listener and call, you are emailing you and they say, I've rung the telco, the telco blames the NBN, the NBN blames the telco. Mm. It's just bounce back and forth. Uh, like It's a never-ending story, and I know we talked earlier about the escalation, and yeah, it's, it's easier to escalate one or two cases, but there needs to be for their own for their own well-being as a company there needs to be some kind of system in place where get more people in there get more people to escalate the problem and learn from the problem if yeah. there's one issue that uh, you know Mr A over here has it could that solution could apply to Mr B over here yeah. so that's one thing on the NBN, though this, I noticed that there were more complaints Not about the service, but about the delays. There were more people who were waiting. I know there was some kind of problem, and they're waiting for the repair. And I think I saw something on the news. There was a a temporary fix in place that I think had taken 70 days or something that no one had done anything about it. And so that, I think, is that people's frustration is they're they're waiting for things to happen. Uh, Of course, there's going to be an increase in the number of people complaining about it because there are more connections that are taking place. So, yeah, but... It doesn't. It doesn't look good, and the, the figures you, you can you can read them it's one awful. way. It's awful. I know you can read them one way and say, well, they got they've done a lot more installations this year, and it's this percentage of, of uh, per thousand. Hmm. But you can look at it the other way and think, well, that's still high. That's really high hmm. for. Let's just forget the sheer number. Just the percentage, hmm. and you can t- look at the other telcos as well. The percentage of the of issues per thousand. Let's let's
1: address finally why this happens, right? Now, Telstra is a great example. I was reading some annual report statements from Telstra the other day and Andy Penn, the CEO, talked about how Telstra, as a business, loses $3 billion in revenue because of the NBN, right? So basically because they lose that kind of exclusivity, because they lose that role as a wholesaler, that $3 billion is taken out of their business. And they need to replace that $3 billion, hopefully with customers staying with them. Yes, exactly, right? Now, So that is why they are desperately churning people from old to new, from ADSL to NBN. They desperately want people to stay Telstra customers. But as Bill Murray pointed out to me, there's 40,000 people a week activating on the NBN. That's Canberra every week switching on. It's a big deal, right? And, And it means that a lot of people... Um, are going to come up with these problems, and the telcos have got to get their stuff together.
0: Mm. So you're talking It's about awful. Those, the companies, like, take Telstra as an example, and Optus for that matter too. Well, you, you're Mate, talking, Optus is the worst. You, you're talking about com- people complaining about mobile, landline, internet. Mm. Telstra and Optus offer all three of those services. And all three, compl- so, lots of complaints went up. Exactly. So so you, you look at other companies where they only maybe offer one or two or out of the three services. Mm. So that's another thing to And why are people complaining about
1: landlines? Because they don't realize they're losing their landline and they have to have this new style of landline. And elderly, for example, don't understand all this. It's
0: complicated and they're
1: complaining to the TIO.
0: But that's a good point because there's a lot of these complaints where the customers haven't been informed. There's been no education to some of these customers. And you mentioned the elderly customers. How many emails do you get a week? People saying, oh, is my landline still going to work? What, what is this? What, what happens if this? If I don't want the NBN, what's going to happen? There's people who don't know, and they're a lot of the people that are picking up the phone and making the complaints. Yeah. So it's knowledge is power here. If, if the telcos and the NBN can, can figure that out and say, right, here, here's what's happened now. Let's learn from that so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. How hard is that? Mate, it's not rocket science. They should make us run. I'd,
1: I'd happily run the customer service or branch Airbnb, of Telstra. Yeah. No, Telstra. Yeah, yeah. So they'd, they'd need a bigger Andy, budget,
0: though. Andy Penny, are you listening?
1: Well,
0: I think
1: he does. budget. He's a big listener. Bigger budget. Well, mate, that's to the problem, cover your right?
0: costs. No, you mean? Well, yeah. No, <laughs> to, to cover your expenses, or, or a small <laughs> consulting fee. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay.
1: One million. I'll take a million, million, and I'll fix it. Just for, for you, them. it's going to cost them another five hundred million because they're going to need to invest. How
0: can you fix it for a million dollars? No, that's my cost. That's your. <laughs> <Whoa>. Jeez, <laughs> I said
1: five hundred million to fix it. Five hundred. But right. they're going to have to spend money right. to make money. Unfortunately, of they course. need to spend money because to- here's the, la- the last thing I'll say: is the TIO is not government funded; it's mm. telco funded. Every time there's a complaint,
0: yeah,
1: and and it's resolved via the TIO, the telco has to pay. So whenever you ring the ring the TIO, yeah, you're costing the, cost the money. telco money. Yeah, that's that's right. why, which is why it's extraordinary that if you're on the phone and you say, listen, listen, Telstra, listen, Optus. I'm going to the TIO. I, yeah, yeah, I want you to just put me through to a, to a more senior person. I want you to escalate this issue or I'm going to call the TIO. And if they say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do, that's just cost the telco money. Yeah. Boom, that phone
0: call. Unbelievable. Last thing I, I want to chat about was the complaints by state. I, I found it interesting. Obviously, New South Wales were top of the list because they're the biggest. Then you had Victoria. In this order, okay, we went New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, Western Australia. Wow. South Australia, though. But South Australia, interestingly, had the percentage of their complaints was the biggest increase, 51%. Yeah, Western
1: Australia doesn't surprise me. I do a spot on 6PR every week, and they are... Either angry, bored, really? frustrated. They are over the NBA <laughs> because they
0: live in Western Australia, or because well, live there the is NBN? that
1: mate. I lived there for two years, longest decade of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, good on you, mate. That's that's good. That was wasn't funny the first time you said that either. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out great. to our Perth, listeners. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I never said that. Trevor said yeah, that. i have never I'll been to Perth. It. I've never been to Perth. So really
1: happy to be it's the ca- most isolated capital in the world. Happy to go over there. I remember I'll, when and, I. And, when I left 2GB in 1998 and Clive Robertson was there and he said, and he's a funny bloke, he just said, you know, you're moving to the most isolated capitals is in right? the
0: world. Yeah. They're soon going to have a direct service to London though, mate. So it's still frigging isolated. Is it? that? Yeah, mate. Well, what it's... I like about it is they're going on about how good it is 17 hours to, to London, but it's going to take still gonna five, five five hours, hours to, to get there.
1: <laughs> I don't see – like, it's a massive campaign from, from Qantas to say we're getting a direct flight from Australia yeah. to, to, to London. But
0: I'd prefer to fly to bloody Abu Dhabi and well, then yeah, to London. Yeah, me too. But yeah, they've also uh, – some people have, have noted that the distance from Perth to London is further than the distance from Sydney to New York. And they said, well, how come, how come you can't, we can't use it Sydney to New York? Problem is that when when you're flying in a westerly sorry in easterly direction, so you go from Sydney to the US, the Earth's spinning under no, you. No, no, there's the headwinds that, that it, it actually adds like an hour would add an hour and a half to the flight. Surely
1: it adds so, a bit of time with just the Earth spinning well, too. The, mate.
0: I don't know. Well, that, that might be that might be. I'm mate, too. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: can someone tweet me? But I'm the an idiot. Spinning. But, okay, which so which way? On, which way does the Earth? Spin? Hang on. So well, the, that's a great
0: question. Which way?
1: <laughs> It spins. Well, hang on. If it, let's look sun at the rises, time. Oh crap! No,
0: well, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, so it you, it'd be it'd be you. no, it'd be going it'd be going clockwise. Then, if if you looked at it from the poles, be, it's spinning clockwise because the sun is traveling that way.
1: Yeah. So the, so, the so sun, you're
0: you're traveling against the, you're
1: traveling against the spin of the earth, right? So hang on. And no, so you're, no,
0: no, you're traveling with the spin of the earth if you go into America because it's that's traveling. It's in so the so a so bloody seven eight seven should get there. So it should take only twenty minutes to get there, shouldn't it? If you're spinning this, with the earth, uh,
1: this reminds me. On the continuous call team many years ago, Daryl Roman made a very <laughs> valid point. At the time, he said, if you took off in a helicopter, yeah, and then just waited half an hour and you went down again, would you land in a different spot? Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's that's valid. That's,
0: I think I think the, 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 the flights of the future, though, once we get the technology, they, they'll sort of go. Planes are going to like a sub orbit. Oh, mate, Elon, Elon Musk we're going to space twenty minutes. Just, but then nah, But then they'll drop that. Forget the space travel. That's another thing. But. Into intercontinental travel, it'll be you go right up into the subatmosphere, and then just like the, like the big man says, you then you'll just drop down to where you got to go. So the, the Earth will be spinning under. So you're taking off in a rocket. Mate,
1: my guts aren't feeling just thinking <laughs> about
0: it. But yours, you're shoddy in a seaplane. I remember, Yeehaw! I remember, I remember sitting in front of you in a seaplane. I was joking and carrying on and your your ashen face behind me sort of stay really still you were, I'll say it, you were shitting yourself. Yeah, I was also spewing <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I think he was flying along the path of the the if, yeah, River or if something. If you
1: watch the video from CES this year, when uh, me and the boys we got a helicopter, and we went over the Hoover Dam. There's a bit of a uh, bit of up and under uh, action in the old. Oh, oh, you oh, did, oh, really? yeah, oh, mate? Not good. Over uh, we flying there was okay, but over Hoover Dam, we just decided to go bank whee. and left, bank and right. I'm going, mate. Whoa! Really? There you go. Yeah, not good. Anyway, two blokes talking tech.
0: <laughs> two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenny. Now there was pretty big news early this week uh, about this uh, this bug. I thought you were just going to say had... big news about crack. Yeah, well, that's well, that's what I'm getting to. It's like uh, I'm trying to think of a funny joke with a crack with crack in it now, but it'll I'll come. It'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, this bug which is what the, the key. It's key re key reassignment. I think it stands for. Yeah. But basically, the WPA, which is Wi-Fi protected access, yep. the protocol has been broken. And, and just to put it, and how many I've done a thousand radio interviews about this yeah. this week. Just to put it in really simple terms, is the when, when you enter your password to get to enter a secure Wi-Fi network, a little digital handshake takes place, and then like a doorman in a nightclub, that says, in you go, so you're you're allowed into the network. Well, imagine uh, this bug being able to compromise that without just they can just enter any secure network they want, kind of unraveling this four way this four way digital handshake. So that, that, that was the news that, that came out of that came out earlier this week and literally puts every Wi-Fi device in the world at risk to, to these hackers yeah. so uh, the, the questions that, that people have been asking was well what does that mean we can't use Wi-Fi ever again or, and what's the solution well the the, the the sort of the good news if you could say it the, the, the upside of this thing is that this is sort of a proximity threat which means that for someone to crack your network, They've got to be in the range of your network. So yes. it's not like someone's going to rock up to your house and just deploy this bug and look at all your documents and look at everything you've, you're looking on the internet. So, not, un, unlike another online hack that could potentially affect you from the other side of the world or cost you money or whatever, this is a proximity threat. So, you'd have to be pretty damn unlucky for this, the, a hacker with this key to target you and look at everything you're doing. I'll put it the way I'd explained it on the radio was that. Imagine someone comes to your street and they've got the key to every front door in the ha- every front door of every house in the street. They can walk in and look at whatever they want.
1: And, and it was a very, very interesting video, the people that discovered it did, that actually showed not just looking at the traffic but also breaking the encryption of some websites. But in the end, you're right. It's, it's not something to utterly freak out about. But it is a brilliant, brilliant reminder of why security updates are critical. So Apple's already announced that they've got a, a fix in beta. So in the next, when you get iOS 11.04, that'll, that'll be fixed. Yep. Um, Microsoft fixed it on the 10th of October. Um, really? Yeah. So be- the day it happened? Yeah. Oh, before it was yeah. officially because, announced? Because this is the thing. These people talk to these companies before they announce yeah, yeah. it because they're not assholes. They don't want the world to crumble under Wi-Fi attacks. Of course. Um, Netgear have got firmware coming to, to their modem. So basically, yeah. you need to keep an eye out for software updates on your computer, your mm. phone, your TV, your everything, because it's not the network. So once you update your router, all your devices are still uh, vulnerable. So yeah, right. every device needs to be updated, and that's going to be the problem. Is this thing <clears throat> is going to exist for years, and theoretically, it's always going to be out there because not everyone's going to update everything, but yeah. and not every you know dodgy little baby cam company is going to update their software either, but. It's exactly. a huge unlikelihood that someone's gonna be standing outside your place trying to sniff your
0: traffic. But it, but it is a great point though, you said a lot of people get annoyed when there's an update. Yeah. How many people have said, Oh, should I should I run iOS eleven? and I'm saying, Well, of course you should because you're gonna get all this there's all these features you're gonna get and you're gonna get a lot of space back, a lot, a lot of memory back. And a lot of people they think, Oh, they, they see it as a hassle, they've got to update something and it's it's a it's a it's work for them. Mm. But If you don't do it, you're at risk of these these attackers with this this sort of bug. So I think you need to take the time, show some – you've got to sort of be patient and update whatever you can.
1: It's not rocket science, folks. Keep an eye on your uh, updates on your mobile devices, your PCs, and learn how to log into your router and check for a firmware update. You might be surprised there might be one there now that actually gives you better speeds, funnily enough. So check it out on your uh, router's admin page. If you don't know how – Search it up on your uh, on your manufacturer website, and if you need more information, get in touch. Go to go to Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen hashtag
0: Ziggy Zaggy. See the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology, that brings the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR+, a wide color gamut, and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The Stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K HDR. You can watch Stan, Freeview+, along with YouTube that are all built in. Using the Sense interface, customizing your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65, and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
1: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Well, Stephen, um, not really big news, but incrementally good news for people who love their Apple Pay. Um, Two things have happened in the last week. Uh, firstly, Woolworths are um, very, very close to um, announcing their rewards card. Yep, will be available in Apple which Pay, I've got, which I've got. Great, I'm a, a
0: Woolworths rewards customer.
1: So you'll be able to add that to your activating my office in, on, in on the internet. Apple Pay. Excellent. Um, but it's not perfect yet because basically, and it, it, it's actually already on the consoles now. If you go to pay, it actually appears on the little screen that you can tap and go. So basically, you will be able to tap your phone, bring up the Woolworths card, and uh, click to go. But the issue um, in the future is, or not the issue, but the advantage in the future is, it will Apple Pay works in such a way that it can combine all of your cards. So yes. in the future, and this is not going to happen at launch, in the future you be able to go, I'm, I'm at Woolworths, thank you very much, it's $173, tap my phone and... It choose a card, your ANZ, AMX, whatever, and then fingerprint. And not only does it take the payment, but it also does the reward mechanism in yep. one action. That's great. So right now at launch, it'll be two actions, scan your scan reward your card, and then later on scan your payment card. So that's really that, cool. Does this mean they do have
0: to ask you if you've got flybys? Oh,
1: Coles, mate! They're shocking.
0: Does that, does that mean that uh, will that will help? So if it, if it's there, it'll just apply it, whatever's there. Yes, that, right. you, that, you don't so they They don't have to ask this. you for flybys anymore. They're,
1: they're always going to ask you, mate. That's a Coles thing, by the way. This Woolworths. Not? Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's not. Well, don't, don't Woolies do? Don't no. Woolworths Woolies do. Is Fly- have bus. you got a rewards card?
0: I've got a Woolworths rewards card, but uh, I think Joe's got a flyby's card that she uses at Coles.
1: But she's done a lot of flights out of that.
0: Uh, well, she said, well, instead of using the points for flights, we just take the money off the bill, off the grocery bill.
1: Wow, $0.30 yeah. cents off?
0: No, no, we saved a couple of hundred bucks. We saved, there were a lot of points. We, there was like a oh, 200, 200 accumulated. Yeah, yeah $250 <laughs> shop costs. So like 20 bucks. Then the <laughs> the other news this week was
1: uh, EftPos. Now, yes. EftPos is an Australian payment system. It doesn't rival MasterCard and Visa, but it, 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 it is a competitor. It's actually not an independent company. It's owned by the banks, mm-hmm. um, but it is its own payment mechanism. And there are people uh, who have a, a bank card, And it says FPOS in the bottom corner, not Visa or MasterCard. And so this week, FPOS was enabled for Apple Pay through the ANZ Bank. So if you're an ANZ customer with the FPOS logo on your card instead of the Visa or the MasterCard, which is about 1.6 million people, you can now add your card to Apple Pay, which is
0: huge. How good are ANZ going with Apple Pay? Mate, they're smashing it. You're a customer now, aren't you? You you switched from I switched for this reason, yeah. And well, now they're, they're no receiving... St George, screw them. Oh, there you go. So that you they're offering now people because traditionally Apple Pay was a credit transaction.
1: No, no. Traditionally, Apple Pay was a Visa or Mastercard transaction. Yes, you can have Which a Visa is... debit card. Oh, you can. Yes. Okay. So well, my my ANZ... my ANZ card is a Visa debit card. So ah. it's my money. Okay. But there's a bunch of people. So talking to ANZ yesterday and. They said, look, it's a really weird thing. Um, it's not really, it doesn't make much difference to the consumer, but there's some people, especially the elderly.
0: They don't want to have who, who,
1: No, no, they don't no. want to have, they think, they want to spend their own money. They think a Visa debit card is credit, yeah. but it's actually your own money. I don't have a credit line, I don't have any no. debt with ANZ. I've only got my own money, but I've got a Visa. Version of that a Visa debit card, yeah. and so a lot of people um, see the Visa logo and they think, oh, it's going to be you know I'm going to owe someone money. Yeah. No, no. So what they do is they opt for the Fpos version, and yeah, so those so an 1.6 million people yeah. now get to use their Fpos so card.
0: Those people with an access card that's got Fpos that, that, that so they're using that, but Visa debit was already there. Yes, but uh, so A are really leading the way here, and I just want to read you a little tweet that uh, some some guy tweeted me saying, uh, "Hurry up, you know when when hurry up." Combank what well, well, we get your act together yeah. and ANZ actually tweeted back they said the guy the guy his his handle is cowboy steel yeah. and he said he tweeted hurry up at combank and ANZ said how about you hurry over to the bright side, cowboy? We've got what you need. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is cool.
1: Well, so, I, you know, I saw a lot of people. A lot of the same people keep saying to me on Twitter, oh, come on ANZ, come on NAB, come on ComBank. Yeah. And I've just started, you know, I've, I was always pretty vocal, but I've just started saying, mate, and there was a guy called Zach, he's a young developer, he said, oh, come on ComBank. And I said, mate, ComBank are taking the piss. Leave them. Yeah. It's the only way they're going to yeah. get the message. Folks, stop waiting. It's yeah. the only way they're going to get the message is if you just pack up and leave. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're too loyal, and lazy. Well,
0: I've got I've got my i got Sydney Credit Unions on on my for mine. The, yeah. yeah. Sydney Credit Union is my little card yeah. that I've got. So. Well, I've got my ANZ Visa
1: Debit and my Amex card. So, in um, fact,
0: the other day I went for went I on a, um, I went for a walk, big long walk and uh, sort of walk run in the morning. And I'm um, thinking, ah, oh, damn it, I forgot my I forgot my wallet. I didn't even have my phone. I, I just but I had, I had the Apple Watch. And could still use my uh, my Apple Pay to pay for my coffee. Easy, such Fantastic. a great thing.
1: Simple stuff, easy done. Uh, ANZ F Pos customers can now use Apple Pay, and Woolworth Rewards coming very very soon. Two blokes talking to you. Mate, 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 mate,
0: mate. Ten and Mate Ten Pro, <laughs> they're the new phones. At I think you Huawei. took it too far, like an extra, yeah, just an extra so? one. Here. You think so? But Huawei, uh, they've got plenty of mates. Huawei, they've uh, they've got two new mates, as a matter of fact. The Mate 10, the Mate 10 Pro, that they've just uh, unveiled, and again, it's kind of a, a sort of similar story to the Pixel Pixel 2 here, where they've got a the Mate 10, who has got a 5.9 16 by 9 display, but the XL, sorry, the Mate 10 Pro, which is like the Pixel 2 XL, has the six inch screen, uh, which is only point 0.1 of an inch bigger. But has the nice eighteen by nine OLED mm. full screen, again going down the <laughs> same path as the S8, Note eight, Pixel two, G six, V thirty, iPhone ten, Q
1: six, and it's all happening. I find the Pixel and the mates interesting. I think I wonder if the Mate ten, for example, was done, dusted in development, almost finished, and then they saw what was going on. They went, "Oh crap! We better do something else." And so they're sitting these ones side by side in the same way that Google yeah. have done that with the Pixel. It just feels like the smaller version is, is,
0: is old school now. Yeah. But I think uh, with this, though, the, you know, the design's one thing. That's great. But what I think what Huawei is pushing here with these, and I'm really keen to get hold of these to test them out, is that the fact that it's the world's first artificial intelligence smartphone processor. That's a big claim. They've I got their... that last year, though, didn't they? Well, no, I don't think they did. they, no, they talked Kirin... about that in
1: the Mate Nine.
0: Well, no, well they're saying here the world's first AI smartphone processor. So I know you. I think you had the machine learning was last year. Mm-hmm. This this year they're saying artificial intelligence. So they're they're using their new Kirin nine hundred and fifty processors, I would call. It. Which, but the benefits of that means that it's it can not only create these amazing efficiencies within the phone, so it'll give you battery efficiency. It'll give you process efficiency as well, uh, but also it's going to be able to use, there'll be an AI-powered real-time scene and object recognition within the camera uh, and also an uh, artificial intelligence translator. So you'll be able to use AI for that as well. So, uh, And then what they've done is actually opened up the platform. So this AI platforms opened up to developers. So they'll be able to develop apps that'll tap straight into that AI processor as well. So the it's sort of moving in another direction here where the phone is going to somehow offer us even more capability that we're seeing now. Uh, so that's exciting. And with- it's, it's kind of akin <laughs> to Apple saying with their
1: um, augmented reality is probably the best example. We're going to build the, the smarts. You just take advantage of it. The problem with Huawei is it needs to be in an all Android phones for a Google play developer to want to do that. So I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I think, the beautiful thing is the Mate 10's a bloody good phone. Like, This is the thing. Kirin, Kirin processor, artificial, all these things we talk about, mate, I don't think any of them are massively relevant to the average Joe. They just want a phone that's thin, that's light, that's got yeah. a big screen, that's it has got a other, great camera. These things, yeah. the cameras on this are beautiful. Yes, like, the that's Leica the thing. lenses, yeah, true. You know, my father-in-law, I gave my, my Mate 9 to my father-in-law, who was an iPhone user, Aren't you a good but he loves his photography. And I yeah. said, I just want you to play with this. Now, he, yeah. he was around last night, and he... He told me. He said he went, I went back to the iPhone for like four days, yeah. and then came straight back to, the, right? to the mate. Yep, Jeez. and um, and he showed me a photo, just a random photo he took of like um, his son's girlfriend um, at their boat. Yep. And it was an f- amazing photo. It wasn't like a posed thing. She yeah. was just there, ready to you know wash the decks or whatever it was. Yep. It was a, not an amazing candid photo. Yep. It was candid, but it was beautiful picture quality. The color, the yeah.
0: everything was great. And I've always rated the Huawei cameras are fantastic. In yep. my review, I actually put my when I when I reviewed the uh, the U what was the the, the P to P, P, P 10, ten, and I put the P ten photos next to the iPhone seven seven plus photos. And, mate, it was, in some, in some cases, I think the Huawei pictures look better. No they were great quality. So the, And the fact they've got the dual lenses, you get this, the, the terrific depth of field, the, that bokeh effect, and it even, even works in your selfies if you want to have that effect as well. So yeah. there are the, the, and, and the cameras here have gone to the next level with this AI processing. Uh, I think it's the same resolution though, 12 megapixel on one RGB and then the 20 megapixel monochrome. So still working in unison, optical image stabilization as well in both. So I think as a package, Huawei are already doing well and I'm really excited to see this. I'm I'm really keen to get this in my hand and give it a grow.
1: I think aside from that though, we can't not talk about the Huawei 2i. Yes. The Nova 2i. 2i, 2, eye, two
0: I, and, the, and the little i. I
1: actually think this is bloody brilliant. So it's a $500 phone for a start. Yeah. Um, it it actually looks feels a lot like an Oppo, only because it feels like an iPhone and the Oppos feel like iPhones. So it's yeah. kind of a, a weird circle there. But you know what? They call it full-view display. It's the 18 by 9 It's the unboxed. It's whatever you're going to call it with Samsung or LG or whoever. <clears throat> but essentially, it's that, again, that modern screen style. Um, it's got front and back dual lenses. <laughs> So, mate, scary? for a $500 phone, yeah, are
0: you kidding good. me? Yeah, well, it's a, this is an example. And, you know, we've been to the Huawei campus. So this is an example of Huawei's technology, which three years ago, that was the, the top of the line feature. Great example of the, the, the technology filtering down to the mid-level phone. Yeah, this, this is a $500 phone. That's compelling in that market, and I think this is really going to stand out in the crowd. the the mid The mid tier market, I think, it's some great value, great features, and this is probably going to lead the way. That that the two the two cameras on the front that that's that's a game changer for a lot of customers. That'll think, thank you very much. I'll take that right now. 100%.
1: They look great. Uh, Details of all those cameras and reviews and phones and whatnot coming up over the coming weeks at uh, techguide.com.au and EFTM.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.
1: Well, we already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire free weatherproof HD security camera. And now the best in the business is the Arlo Pro. Uh, With even more features, two-way audio, so you can talk to your kids, pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. The Allo Pro also has quick-charge rechargeable batteries. Um, You can get uh, spare batteries that you can have ready to go. You can have charging accessories. You can even get a solar panel to charge the device Constantly, so you never need to touch it. Night vision, live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof. So you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, and you can check in on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com slash au for more information. Arlo, the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. Couple of quick things before we get to the minute or five minute reviews. Um, <laughs> Gran Turismo Sport is out this week, it was out uh, yesterday, May. I play a lot of racing games. You, you don't. Know. You play you don't, a lot of shoot 'em dead games. You don't,
0: don't publicise that very much. That's what <laughs> I, I like about you. you. just
1: keep it to yourself. Um, if you haven't noticed, I've also got a little racing seat, and yeah. it's really good too. I like,
0: what was your last one? You had What's Wrong with This Picture? You had, what was on the screen? Yeah, the
1: kids were watching Bloody Skylanders on Netflix. Oh, I had the God. seat out ready to go. How dare kids they? came in. I went, oh, How what? How dare they! Unbelievable. I didn't pull rank. How about me? What, what father so of the year?
0: So you let them watch that. You didn't say, listen, go watch it somewhere else. I'm no, racing. Mainly
1: because they heckle me when I'm racing. Really? I don't like it. Yep. You can't cop the heckle. He's like, don't crash, that <laughs> Anyway, so we've had uh, Formula One 2017. We've had Project Cars 2. We've had Forza Motorsport 7 come out. And now we've had Gran Turismo Sport. Now, I did a, I did a comparison the other day. I, I, I recorded laps in Project Cars, Forza and Gran Turismo it's very interesting people's perceptions are, are all different. Um, I'm going to say Gran Turismo is not the best game graphically, although it's been, you know, not, the four best game years, graphically. not, not of the three, of the four, okay. no. Because it used to be, didn't it? It, was, yeah. it kind of led the way. It looked yeah. look real. It, it, it looks amazing, but now yeah. you're getting down to the detail. Now it's like Project Cars, yeah. the track looks more real. Forza, wow. the ripple strips look more real. I don't know. So what Gran Turismo is to me is a game that teaches you how to drive because there's no real career mode. So in Forza... Let's put them side by side. Let's say that they're the same graphics-wise, because it is yep. much of a muchness. In Forza, you go and you say, "I'm going to be a racing car driver." You, you, you buy a little car and you race it in a series. You get better, you win series. You get better, you go to the next series. You work your way up the ranks. In Gran Turismo, you learn. You, you learn how to drive this corner, and you, you try and they give you challenges, challenge after challenge after challenge. You learn how to drive, and to the point where when you when you get to then race in online games, because it's all about online gaming for Gran Turismo mm-hmm. Sport, you can actually earn a racing license. Wow. And FAI, the people that accredit Formula One, yep. have a have a racing license for Gran Turismo. Man. It's going to be a physical license that you it. get in the post that you'll actually physically <laughs> pay for, not an in-app yeah, purchase. Like it's that. a proper, That's if you, you play the game well enough, you can earn that license. And I think what will happen is that license will be required to enter eSport
0: events. And so if you get pulled over by the police, you can pull out your Grand Turismo license. No, so listen, license registration. 200 k's an hour, I had it covered. <laughs> but in, my, in the limited experience I've had with the driving games, I, I always found that Grand Turismo was more true to realism in terms of driving experience, whereas the others were a little bit more forgiving. Is that still the case or not?
1: I, I think it's, it's questionable. I think it is, again, it's very much personal experience. I think Project Cars is probably the best racing experience. Right. But what the number one thing I hate about Gran Turismo, so I turned my BMW around, went the wrong way around Mount Panorama, BMW? and slammed it into a broke. Why not a Merc, mate? Oh, well, because they're a crap car. <laughs> um, slammed into a bloke at 300 k's an hour oh. And there was a little scratch on the bonnet Mate They, more they still don't have realistic damage And I think it's because of their contracts with the car You manufacturers. anarchist,
0: you want an anarchist You
1: went the wrong way mate. When Ten you crash a Formula 1 car in the F1 2017 game yeah. If you have got damage on Wheels come off The car yeah. becomes just like in real life that's people
0: need. To, you need to learn that's that experience. Whole, that's whole part of the game, isn't it? You got to be. You got to have the speed, and the finesse. You got to learn to play with
1: damage off. Yeah. That's the. That's the. The end goal for me is to do laps of the mountain with damage off. I can't do it, mate. I'm, yeah, I struggle. Amazing. I love cutting laps, but I always bump the walls and I, things. Uh,
0: I heard. It, did you hear uh, Daniel Ricciardo? Alan Jones interviewed him this morning on, mm-hmm. on the on the radio, and he was talking about. Like Alan, Alan was saying, I guess is it just about you speed and just being fearless, and and Daniel Ricardo was saying, well, yeah, that's an aspect, but the, you have to have a bit of touch because if you go too aggressive, you you could could ruin ruin the whole thing. Yeah. So um, is that that was that's a whole part of the appeal of the racing games is that. You're literally in the driver's seat, well, virtually in the driver's seat, and that is that is part of the deal. You need to have the finesse and the speed to do well.
1: The challenge for people that don't have a console now is: Do you take an Xbox or a PlayStation? There's a my answer to that is: There's a great racing game with each of them. Forza is excellent. Gran yeah. Turismo is excellent. If you want to learn to drive, Gran Turismo is probably the one. Otherwise, it's about looking at what else game, what other games are available. Do you want to play Halo? Do you want to play, you know, whatever's a PlayStation yeah, yeah. exclusive title?
0: Call of Duty's coming out, by but the that's across all platforms, three weeks, right? yeah, yeah. No, it's like really? Call of Duty, yeah, World War II. yeah, should be good. Actually,
1: you know what? Can mm. I just say this? Looks I really want to play good. that. Yeah,
0: it looks great. Because
1: you know what? You know my opinion of shoot 'em up games. I don't like the futuristic space yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah. They're going back to their roots now. They're back hey. to the, back to the historically. Accurate. If you're prepared to to go easy on me, I'd go co-op. Let's with you. go. Yeah, let's do you know, it. You'll we'll have to we'll have go. my back. We'll play right here. We'll play right here on in the Tech Guide Theater. We'll do that. Well,
1: but I just want
0: to play at home. Okay. So oh, you want to do co-op from your place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. You would have to have I'll, my back, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a couple of. You can't of missions. shoot me in the back. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll be trying. <laughs> <laughs> can you shoot your teammates? No, I don't think you can. Oh, you, you'd lose points if you tried. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the game, if you hit your, hit your your, your soldiers. Because, your, and this you, is going to
1: sound crazy, right? Yeah. But when Forza came out, Quattromani and I were online at the same time, and I only then realised that you could. It was very easy to put the microphone on and just oh, yeah. talk to the people. You talk to each other. Yeah. Like yeah. Have you done know that before? Well, I did it like 20 like, years ago with on? Midtown Madness like, on I the just... Xbox
0: original. I'll tell a funny story about that. I, I used to have my headset on all the time and talk to the people. Because, you know, you, you form teams and you say, right, you go around the left and I will go around the right. So you, mm. it's tactical, right? Mm. And I, I used to have a little clan with my brother, my cousins, my brother-in-law. Had clan we, we had a little Ra- clan with clan Plansy's Rainbow Six. Yeah, well, we had a clan with Call of Duty. And, and I can remember playing just by myself when I had the, had the headset on. And uh, back then, my my um, my, my tag was uh, Sharky 1968, and guy goes 1968 what's that? I said, oh, that's when I was born. He goes, oh, you're older than my dad. <laughs> the guy, This young, this young, young smart ass. And then I, I just proceeded. You just turned around and I, shoot he, him. I proceeded to smash him in the game, yeah. <laughs> I, I beat him, but yeah, he was a little cheeky, a little bludger, but put him but, in his place.
1: And I know it sounds ridiculous, but I, like, I played online, I remember playing, uh, Xbox had a tennis game and playing, yeah. that was my first experience with talking to people on the internet. No, it was just weird, funny, random people. Funny. But, to play, see, I don't. I, I, I love Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto. I love that game. It's a bit yeah. of fun. But any time I play online, it's just stupid because yeah, there's people no. who are just so good at it, they just kill you, right? No, it's just stupid. No. Well, that, I, thing. I just want to enjoy Call the process. Is like,
0: uh, Call of Duty is a little bit it used to be like that, but now they kind of put you uh, with people that are similar to your skill right. level, like your your level in the game. Like right. you know how you get up the rankings yep. and yep. you go pro and all that. But, um, yeah.
1: So, so yeah, I want to get the headset on, sit in the EFTM yeah, we'll uh, man cave, yeah, you we'll sit in yours, yeah, and right um, you can guide You're me through right a map. in this seat.
0: Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, okay, go around to the right, we'll go, I'll go left. I'll we'll shut up, right bang! <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen next <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, mate, we'll do that for sure.
1: All right, Grand Turismo Sports out now. You'll find it at Leading Retailers. Two Blokes Talking
0: Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Now, uh, D-Link announced uh, an interesting little partnership this week. D-Link, of course, the company who make uh, various routers uh, and other devices, but in particular their routers uh, can now, uh, with this partnership with a company called Quilt, and that's spelled K-W-I-L-T. Now, Quilt is a company that can create an individual photo stream and pull all of your photographs in from social media, from online storage and from your physical storage too, whether it's in a, on a connected drive, into one single photo stream, which is a handy feature if you... put well, it this way. If, if, forget the cloud storage. It, it, just say you've got your photos in your Facebook, and, Facebook wherever they have to be, and as well as on a drive connected at home. That's enough to create a little private cloud so that gives you access to them from anywhere using the quilt through your dealing. Where are they browser. stored? Uh, well, they're still wherever they are. The, right, you, you just, create it just references them. Yes, it references <laughs> them so you can just access them. And if you need to download it to wherever you are, you can do that. So rather than having to pay for cloud storage, you're accessing your own pictures as if they're cloud storage. It's a really handy little feature. I thought we would just cover that very Details
1: briefly. at techguide.com.au. Now, Stephen, um, I never ring your doorbell <laughs> because I know you're videoing me and it's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I didn't paranoid. consent to are that. You but I've installed the Ring Video Doorbell too, and the Floodlight Cam and they yeah. are cracking good products. Yeah. Um, I really can't complain about them as a, as a security um, installation and from a usability point of view, they're
0: bloody great. But Yeah, I agree. I really like the product. And Ring 2, rather than sort of going back to telling the whole story again, Ring 2, I'm just going to talk about the improvements. The yep. improvements, uh, when someone rings your doorbell, the video that you watch is now 1080p, so it's much clearer. Uh, audio, I think, is a bit better too. There's a little bit of noise cancellation happening. Uh, now, there's also live view, so you can actually choose... Before, you could only see the video when someone pressed your doorbell, but no, now... you could enable that with the one. Oh, you could have do that yeah. with the one? Okay, well, now this one, well the, the higher quality live oh, view is you know there.
1: The, especially if your house points uh, westerly, your front door, in the afternoon sun, uh, mm-hmm. it would get blown out. You couldn't see it was there, so it handles the bright is that what lights better too. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it handles the bright better too. Mm. You know my favourite new feature? The battery. Removable. Yeah, well, you don't have to before take before you had to take like the whole thing, thing off. off.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Now, and there's only one screw you have to unscrew now instead of two, yeah. and you just pop the battery out. Uh, I also, I like the, well, with the, with the floodlight cam, you've got now a camera with two-way audio, you've got a floodlight, and you've got a siren. So you can now live view through that, get your motion detection, because a lot of people think, well, a lot of people think, well, it's only to answer your doorbell. Well, it isn't because it can detect motion as well. So it is has a very high security aspect as well. With the re- the floodlight cam, uh, it, it's quite a bright light. The camera is ex- similar to the one on the doorbell where you can actually have your two-way audio, 1080p. You can set your motion zones as well. So my camera sort of faces. I can sort of see a little bit of my neighbor's yard. So I can sort of z- hive that off and not be not have that motion. Uh, and the siren, there's a 110-decibel siren on board as well. So if you see some some bludger lurking around your house, you can whack the siren if you get the motion, right, didn't set it off on an i yeah. well, They might do it next time. <laughs> but uh, no, Ring Doorbell 2. Uh, and the Ring Floodlight Cam is actually more expensive. Not surprisingly, there's a few more features to it. The Ring Doorbell 2 uh, is $2,329. The Ring Floodlight Cam, $3,79. 2 Blokes talking Tech. Two Blokes talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec.
1: Now, if you want a genuine review of this next product, just go to uh, EFTM and uh, have a look at what my son did. But if you want to read read the deets, the rantings of a old man Star well, Wars fan, um, Stephen Fennec can help you at techguide.com. I,
0: I did see this. Rather than an old man reviewing this, were you talking about me? I
1: was actually talking about me, but now okay, you think about no, it. No, no. I'm, glad, I'm glad about that because
0: I've written my review and I sort of said, well... I wish there was stuff like this when I was a kid. Kids today, Star Wars fans today, as kids, have got all the great gear, yeah. including the Star Wars camera watch, which is 89 bucks at JB Hi-Fi. Right. There's Storm Troop, two Stormtrooper designs, white and black, BB-8 orange as well. And it's a camera built into the watch, so it's built into the top edge. It's only 0.3 of a megapixel, so it's not a massive file. Yeah. But what you can do with the photos, you can add a little Star Wars frame, a little filter, and, and have a bit of fun. But it doesn't end there. There's also three games on board. There's like an asteroid One of augmented reality. Well, one of them is, and, and what I like about it too, is they're all sort of motion sensitive where you need to move your wrist around and do yeah. stuff with it. So there's, there's an asteroid tutor, find the TIE fighter, BB-8 rotation puzzle. Uh, but there's also these great sound effect applications oh, yeah. too where you can put on rays, lightsaber, move your arm Jack around. Jacko wanted and, to
1: use it when he was playing baseball. So when he swings, <laughs> it goes... <laughs>
0: That's good. that's clever. But you're not allowed you, yeah, to wear can, it, a fitness tracker, or anything, oh, though. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's out. But, uh, but that's, that's surprisingly one thing that it's lacking. It's uh, Is it a pedometer? To, yeah, it does is, have it, a pedometer. Know, there you go.
1: But you've got to turn it on. Yes. You've so got to hit start.
0: That, start. That, that is part of it. But it's also, uh, you can record sounds, you can play these games... You, you've got uh, the the sound effects. I think you can have Kylo Ren Rey's lightsaber, a Tie Fighter, of uh, the Millennium Falcon, an X Wing. So what? What a cool for ninety dollars! It's well, outrageous.
1: Bucks. It's from right. Vtech. It's a Vtech. V-tech it's a Star Toys wars. R Us and JB yeah. Hi-Fi. Honestly, if you've got a, a Star wars Warsy kid at all, it would be a um, great Christmas present. Um, and in fact, yeah. there's a non-branded one as well. There is a Vtech camera watch. Uh, I don't know if it's much cheaper, but. Yeah. Um it's, it's a great present. It's a great Christy present because under 100 bucks is, is the sweet spot for a lot of grandparents. Um, they'll love this, the kids. So and it's got a nice
0: touchscreen as well. Like, a yeah. surprising, surprising number of features packed into this little thing. Yeah. And uh, a kid would love it. I wish I had that when I was a kid. Oh, poor Steve. Yeah. Oh. Two Blokes
1: Talking is Stephen's Tragic childhood. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Is oh, that it? <laughs> That's it. Unless you want to just gibber on about just random things, which is what we normally do at this point no, of the I don't show. No, I'm
1: going to go plane spotting.
0: Are you going to go plane spotting?
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I'm not far from the airport. That's here, right. So, yeah. yeah, right.
1: I'm just going to go plane spotting. Yeah, right.
0: So he's going to park under the runway and just. No,
1: there's a, yeah, there's a new Shep's Shep's Mount. They've uh, they've actually built a plane spotting. Have they place, really? Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, it used on to which be where you. Dr- it's on this side. It used to drive up and it was kind of a um, unofficial spot. So then they've built awnings and parking spots there and everything. So. Yeah, so is bit... it is
0: it on Qantas Drive up that end or oh, is it more near the private things? Yeah, right, no, right. no. But... Is it near Krispy Kreme around there? The near the on the way to the domestic terminal or it's around on the international side?
1: No, it's not on the international side. It's on um it's on this side. Okay. Um so it must, be near, think, it must be near near past, the near past, the M five. No, no, it's past yeah, it's past the um the like, car hire storage lots. You know, when uh, you go down the down the road past the private aviation towards uh, yeah. towards the Maccas and the B P. It's it's yeah. down that end. Yep, pretty sure. Pretty okay. sure. Excellent, mate. what anyway, so you got? Hours. A camera? You got a camera with you? A little or? Canon, uh, two hundred mm lens. Nice. Give it a give it a workout. Bit of fun. Fantastic. I've got mate. nothing on, so may as well. There you go. Basically, mate. good life, eh? Yeah. Oh, good life. I worked hard this morning. I am going to work hard tonight. I've worked hard <laughs> now. Good for That's you. That's three mate. things today. That's good enough, isn't it? No, I am just saying, mate. You sound me. like you are judging me. No, I am not judging you
0: at all. Good for you. <laughs> what are you going to sit here and just talk to your dogs? No, I'm so not. you know. No, uh, yeah, you are. I will. I will a little bit, but I've just I've got other work to do, and I'm uh, and got a little thing I've got to film this afternoon. Mate. Okay, well, good luck yeah, in your life, mate. Thank you.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> 2 weeks, talking tech episode. Um, let's call it three hundred and nineteen. We yeah. should come back next week and do three hundred and twenty.
0: Let's do it. Three twenty. All
1: right, we'll I'm do there. it. We'll, we'll do it you in got person me. again. It might even be. Send me a calendar. You might even come across the bloody uh, bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been using my passport a lot lately,
0: so I might as well get it out again. Oh, it yeah, is. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for downloading back again next week. Thanks to the good folks at Hisense and Netgear.